Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. With me, as always, is George Rogers. And joining us is our very special featured guest. George, uh, how are you Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. Uh, <laughs> starting off strong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's Chris, everybody. He, he's back. Hey, Better. what's going on? He, he's back and in pog form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's um, back in he's back in bedsheet form, like the Alf bedsheets we saw earlier at that one table. Oh, that's brilliant! It's not pe- it's not Pog form. He's back, and Chris is back in peg form because he likes to get pegged. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in pegged form. There it is. There it is. But uh, <sighs> we're here, everybody, to talk about a movie that I am going to enjoy this conversation about because there are three different opinions about this movie. Uh, two of us are very similar on the the thoughts about this movie, and one of us is nowhere near the other two. So, um, spoiler alert: it's me. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: Chris and I are very close to to what we think about this movie. Chris is um, a little bit gayer about it than I am, but uh... <laughs> my goodness! <laughs> but uh, we're here to talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. The latest MCU film, the 29th film in the MCU franchise. And um, listen, you know, before we kind of get into the film, you know, I want to uh, also at the end of the show, we're going to do a little recap of um, Star Trek Changing World. We're going to finish that up. Um, and we'll get we'll get to that at the end, though. But uh, I, I want to say that I think the MCU is pretty much back. Um, this movie had a pretty big opening weekend. I think it was over 300 million worldwide. Last mm-hmm. I saw, I think that's what it was, like 302, George. I think you sent, that's what you sent to us, I think. So that's a pretty decent opening weekend. Um, I mean, that's a third of what Doctor Strange 2 made in its yeah. entire run. So I got a pretty good feeling that this movie is going to make a billion. Um, that was my prediction all along. Like, I think this is the trajectory of the Thor movies. Um, like, each one, I, I just kept making more money than the last. So the, this making a billion would be that natural projection of the Thor films. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think enough people like it. Like I've already seen it twice. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I'm probably going to go again, uh, like on a Tuesday for like a $5 movie day, like not this week, I'm I'm a little bit busy on Tuesday. So, Um, but um, maybe like the following week or something like that, like I'll get like a $5 movie ticket and go see it. But, um, or I'll just catch a matinee for like seven, eight bucks. But um. So I think enough people are going to go back and I think enough people like Taika Waititi's movies that will go back and see this multiple times and mm-hmm. people who like Chris Hemsworth the store that this will get to a billion. Um, I don't I can't see it having a big drop off like like Doctor Strange 2 had a pretty catastrophic second week drop. It was big. And yeah. then it kind of tapered it, like it, it dropped, but, but then it tapered. But it like, wasn't as but it wasn't as bad as No Way Homes. No, I think No Way Home had a sixty-seven percent drop, and Doctor Strange had a sixty-six. Yeah, but drop. but No Way but Spider-Man made five hundred million, six hundred million. Yeah. It made double. It's it made double yeah. what Doctor Strange two made. So it, it so naturally it's going to look like a big drop. Yeah, but but you know Spider-Man No Way Home made almost two billion dollars without China, and Doctor Strange two made almost a billion without China. Yeah, that's so, incredible. Um, <laughs> and and Top Guy Maverick did make a billion without China. God. Yeah, yeah, it's true. For, it's true for 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 the dumbest of reasons too, because they didn't edit out the Taiwanese flag on Tom Cruise's jacket, because it's the exact same jacket he wore in 1986. Yeah, and China's like, oh no no no, they're not a country. How dare you? 
no movie release for you. So I have two things, one of them being a question to you both. Well, right. one, I just checked. Uh, mm. Thor's up to $323 million. Wow, um, that's huge. Yeah, and second thing, is that the last movie of Phase 5? We're in Phase 4, dude. We're, we're phase four. 4, I'm sorry, Phase 4. No, we still have, like, we, have Guardians. We, still have, we still have plenty left in Phase 4. Okay. Um, Don't we, we, still have, we still have Wakanda Forever coming out later this that's year. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Guardians is next year, is it not? Yeah. And um, hold on. Because I'll I think Blade is supposed to kick off Phase Five. Yeah, I don't know where Blade is falling in at. Um, I do know that uh, I believe the last movie of Phase Four is supposed to be the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Phase Four. So we still we still have Wakanda for 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 movies. We still have Wakanda Forever, Ant Man Three. Guardians 3, the Marvels, and then Fantastic Four. And then, yeah, okay. Blade, is, Blade is, is rumored to be the first movie of Phase 5. Um, Deadpool, Captain America, the Shang-Chi sequel, um, and then the Thunderbolts. Um, those are the movies that are like rumored or have been, um, what's the word? Green, like confirmed. So, I mean, uh, Captain America 4 did find a director. I have no idea who the fucking guy is. I'm uh, Julius Ona, Onea. I don't know. I mean, I'm all for another Captain America movie. Chris, I know you're not a fan, Chris, but um, I'm all for some Sam Wilson cap. But uh, well, I'm pretty sure they are making it, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, got, they got a director. Um, they've been in like the writing stage for about mm-hmm. a year now. So okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, I I think um, you know last year was the remnants of like COVID. And mm. pretty kind of like some bad marketing too. Like Black Widow wasn't a very good film. Shang Chi was a completely unknown character. Like nobody knew what to think. I thought Shang Chi was fantastic. Mm. Eternals, very good. Nobody cares about Eternals. Um, not it's not a bad movie, but like not even comic fans care about the fucking Eternals. Um, mm-hmm. and then you know Spider Man No Way Home just rocked everybody's world. Um, yeah. And I, I think they're going strong, and I think it will carry over into Black Panther. I think Black Panther is going to be a billion dollar film too. Um, you know, first one made a ton of money. Uh, so the second one, there should be no reason why it doesn't make a billion dollars, unless it sucks. Well, I but, mean, there's, but Ryan, there's Ryan Ryan Coogler's I mean, no a good. Uh, That's probably what. But Ryan Coogler's a good. Um, he's a good uh, filmmaker. So because he did he did a, a first Creed movie and that was really good. Did mm-hmm. he do the second Creed movie too? No, he um. Let's see. No, he didn't do Creed too. Oh. Uh, that was Stephen Capel Jr. Frank Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the end of that. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of uh, a, a lot of posts on the uh, on the Twitter sphere and on the Facebook uh, pages mm. where people are like, "Oh." Chris, Chris Hemsworth is so good at Thor. I'm like, you know, this is his eighth time playing Thor, right? It's his fourth <laughs> solo film. Like, I'm just like, because like, even someone's like, oh, I'm sold on him as Thor. I'm like, I was sold in 2010 in Avengers. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was sold on him in his solo. I love the first Thor movie. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't need, I didn't need Love and Thunder to be sold on him. He's been great as Thor in every movie he's been in, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm glad for these people it took eight movies to get confirmation that he's uh, that they're sold on him. 
It's like, well, it doesn't matter if you are because the studio is. Yeah. <laughs> Eight movies deep. Right. Like, all right, let's recast now. <laughs> Chris, you'll like this. Uh, I sent Dina a post somewhere I saw where somebody called Ray Fisher problematic. It's like, oh. everyone commented, they're like, uh, he pointed out racism issues. If yeah. you find that problematic, you're the problem. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, so let's kind of get into the, the, the early talks of the movie. I think it's pretty crazy that, I mean, like, again, I don't give a fuck about Rotten Tomatoes. Um, mm -hmm. I really don't. Again, critics trying to, pop, who like, most of them don't read comic books trying to tell me what a good comic book movie is. It is kind of mm -hmm. crazy, though, that the critic score and the audience score is not much higher than The Dark World, which is considered... A lot of people consider the worst movie of the MCU. I think this movie is light years better than The Dark World. Like, The Dark World, mm -hmm. I struggle to stay awake during. And mm -hmm. that says much. I'm not an apper. But, um, I mean, it's not, it, it's not like The Dark World was bad. It was just boring. It had a boring... Well, that's that's what I mean. Kind of, it was a slow story. There yeah. was a lot of good action to it, but, I mean, I... You, you, you can skip it and then just find out about the ether. Yeah. Yeah, like, it really is. It's really skippable. Uh, much like Black Panther. And I know that'll ruffle some feathers, but uh, Black Panther serves oh. no literal. I mean, it's a, Black Panther is a good movie, but it literally serves no purpose to the MCU, like mm -hmm. none whatsoever. Just like Captain Marvel doesn't either. It's, oh, it, it, I didn't need a movie to introduce the scrolls. That literally could have been the end credit, the post credit scene for the Far From Home. I was like, oh, cool scrolls. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't need a whole fucking movie about the scrolls. You know, unless you're gonna bring in Super Scroll and he's gonna be the villain of the Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Like. It's glove shadow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so it's it, right now. Rotten Tomatoes, you know, it is sitting at sixty-eight percent for the critics. It's just crazy. It's just crazy that, like, you know. So again, like, fuck the critics. Like, fuck them all. I, I don't care. You know. Yeah. But just like, to kind of, just to kind of put a little bit of like our own, kind of like our own spin on it. We, like, whenever Rotten Tomatoes gives a bad score for a movie that we think is good, we're like, ah, we don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. But when they have a good score for a movie we like, we're like, ah, the Rotten Tomatoes score. Like, we're kind of, like, the three of us are kind of all over the place in the Rotten Tomatoes place. I know, their score, but, I, I know their score doesn't matter a hill of beans for our own reviews. Because I don't, you know, obviously we don't base the movie, whether it's good or not, off of what you know, Richard Roper and Leonard Malton says. Leonard Malton. Um, fucking too. Um, I preferred but, him when he was the, uh, on, uh, when he was a, a, a giant uh, kaiju on South Park season one. Um, no, but I'm, I'm like, I, I mean, I, I agree, but it's just like, there's just so inconsistent. So mm -hmm. I, it's, yeah, these are the same assholes that told me that Batman was a masterpiece. But okay. Do you think they feel, I don't want to use a word like they feel stupid, but do you think they feel stupid when they trash a movie and it goes and has a $325 million opening? Do you, do, Probably. Like, do you think any of them feel like, man, it's still, this kind of hurts our credibility in a way? Nah, because they still get paid for their reviews. They, mm -hmm. they get paid whether they give the movie a good score or a bad score. They're not, yeah. I'm pretty sure movie reviewers don't give a shit about what like we think in terms of, you know, in, in terms of the audience, not like us. I mean, yeah, they don't care about us, but yeah, I mean, they get paid regardless. And a lot of times, they have so much clout with the studios and with whatever companies they work for that they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be denied an early screening because they gave another movie a bad review and it went on to make money. 
Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure some might be like, "Damn, did I miss something?" But like a lot of them, I think are just, I think are just idiots, like Grace Randolph. Um, I listened to her review, and once again, she pissed me off by something stupid that she said. Um, and I wish I could remember what it was, but I don't remember. Fuck her. She's an idiot. Um, but uh, anyway, so Thor Love and Thunder, everybody. Uh, that's the show. See you later. See ya. Uh, throw a little class. <laughs> um, but uh, so obviously it opened this past week on July 8th. Budget $250 million. That's fucking massive. It doesn't look yep. like a, I mean, no offense. It doesn't look like a $250 million movie, but I guess the volume is not that cheap of a fucking thing to use because uh, that's mm-hmm. where 90% of the film was actually filmed inside the volume. Um, you, Chris, what did you say the budget, uh, the box office was right now? Three something? 323. Okay, because it hasn't updated here on uh, Wikipedia just yet. Mm. Uh, directed by Taika Watiti, written by Taika Watiti and Jennifer Caton Robinson. Um, based on Thor by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. Um, my music by Michael fucking Giacchino. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I heard that. No, to, I did hear that a couple of times. I'm like, that's Giacchino. To be fair, I didn't think this score was awful. Um, and also, Nami Melumad. Don't know who that is. Uh, starring uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Chris Chris Hemsworth, Christian Bale, Tessa Thompson, Jamie Alexander. It was good to see Jamie Alexander back as the Sith. Um, Five minutes. Good to see that. Yeah, but she's back, though. You know what I mean? Like, she's, you know, so I would expect her to be, you know, back in the MCU. Uh, Taika Waititi was Korg. Um, Russell Crowe was Zeus. Uh, Natalie Portman's returned to the MCU as Jane Foster, which I, you know, I will say I think this was her best version of Jane Foster. Uh, I'm, everybody who knows me knows I'm not the biggest Natalie Portman fan. Um, maybe like nerdy, like you know, combo movies and Star Wars, like aren't really her thing. She might just not fit, but I thought she did a pretty good job in this. Honestly, she she didn't seem as wooden as she does like ninety percent of the time. I see her in a movie. Um, the Guardians of Galaxy, and I'm not going to read the fucking names off. Um, there's you know thirty of them. You know, uh, Stellan Skarsgård makes an appearance. Cat Dennings, you know, all those other people, whatever. Uh, Sam, Sam Neill returned as uh, as Fake Odin, which I love. Give me give me a movie of him playing mm-hmm. Odin. Uh, I thought that was yep. great. Um, but so I guess we'll uh, let's start with initial thoughts. Um, George, well, I know everybody's, but Chris, you're the guest. I want you to lead off. Uh, you know, you kind of shocked me a little bit yesterday. George said he wasn't surprised in where you put that movie because you do do it kind of a lot. Uh, you, you know, if you, you it's number one and then a week later you'll watch, I don't know, Captain Marvel, you're like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, not to punch you through the phone. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, you you like this movie the most out of the three of us. I mean, I love it. I I think it's fa- I think it's fantastic. But you like you put it at the top of your list. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I want to know, like, you t- run it down, start us off. Like, why do you think it was better than No Way Home? Better than you know Guardians One, Iron Man stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What puts it up there for you? I'm curious. So, I I think the reason why it probably wasn't surprising. Ooh to George to, to start off was because I love Ragnarok. I mean, Ragnarok, I have my number four favorite Marvel movie ever. Yeah. Um, I've grown to like Ragnarok. George can, I mean, I've always liked it more than George, mm-hmm. but I didn't used to love Ragnarok. And then like, I kind of started to rewatch it, like maybe like a, two years ago during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was like, I actually like this movie like a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm a late bloomer with that movie. 
I'm also, a, also a grower. <laughs> uh, so from I just felt from start to finish, from the opening to the very end of the movie, it was absolutely fantastic. And I was upset that I didn't get another 15, 20 minutes. Although I felt like the runtime was still perfect because mm. – like Marvel, they're they're just so friggin' good at piecing everything together and still making it all make sense at the end. Mm. Um, there wasn't a point in this movie where I felt like there was any lag. There was no nothing that didn't make sense. The the soundtrack I thought was awesome. I mean, I know you know George and I love Guns <laughs> and Roses. We got Enya and Abba in an MCU movie, right? And um, <laughs> and, the, and the four most popular Guns and Roses songs, right? Um, I also I, I love the addition of Russell Crowe. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I'm really interested in seeing where that goes in the next one. Um, if that ends up being anything, I don't know if it's just maybe like a after credit scene. Um, but I just feel like from start to finish, I had so much fun watching this movie. Um, that's why I think I put it, I've had three days now to think about it. And usually by this time, when it comes to Marvel, I'll stare at my list and be like, yeah, I think guardians is still better. I think Iron Man is still better, but I just can't shake how I literally had fun from the second I sat down to the end. And I was just like, and I love Chris Hemsworth, man. He is so spectacular in that role. He has yeah. owned this role so much since I really do think Ragnarok was a was a changing point for him in this role. Um, he could still be that badass Thor, um, but he's also got so much great comedy to him and so much depth to his character. Um, and he showed that with his love for um, for Natalie Portman in this movie. Um, so I, 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 as of right now, it's still my number one Marvel movie, and I say that because I have Ragnarok at four and I thought this was so much more fun than Ragnarok. Mm, I did too. Um, that I have a feeling that when this movie hits either DVD or uh, on demand, uh, I'm going to watch this a lot and mm. I'm really excited. I will too. For, for that. Yeah. Um, I, um, I thought it was much better than Ragnarok as well. And again, that's a movie that I've really grown yeah. to, to love. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, my, my biggest problem, my two biggest issues with Ragnarok was none of the humor lands with me a second viewing. Uh, Taika mm. Waititi's humor is very hit and miss with me. He's very much like Seth MacFarlane to me. His oh. humor, his humor is very similar. Um, it's like that drawn out, like I'm gonna, like, it. You know what it is? It's it's the same humor that was like in the Suicide Squad and like the early episodes of Peacemaker. It's like you make a joke and then you drag it out. It's just like it wasn't funny. So please stop fucking dragging this out for five minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, it's very like early two thousands humor. Um, that's just, that doesn't age well. You watch it. Like I watch old family guy. Because I don't laugh at anything from family guy anymore. And I think, I think family guy should have been canceled like a decade ago. I, I, I don't agree. think it's, I don't think it's a good show at all anymore. And I love Seth MacFarlane. I really do. But mm -hmm. I just think, I think family guys completely run its course. Um, yeah. But that's how I kind of feel about Taika Waititi too. But I actually didn't laugh that much in this movie. I thought the movie felt more serious to me mm. outside of a couple scenes. Um, so I saw it yesterday. My, my girlfriend came down from New York and we saw it yesterday. And I that's her. this is her first MCU film. Um, so wow. you know, I told her, I was like, well, to the MCU, you got 28 more to watch. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, so, you know, she, you know, she was giggling at some of the stuff. And, and 
I, I just felt like the movie was overall just more serious. I mean, yeah, you, you got the old Spice commercial, with that, which I generally laughed at that. I thought that was actually very funny. Uh, you know, the dumpling god. For some reason, I, like, lost it when I saw that dumpling. I just started, like, laughing like a fucking doofus in the movie theater over this talking dumpling. Like, I was just like, what the hell? Because you liked it because it gave hope that there was a world that's all dumplings, and that's all that's, you've ever wanted. It's, it's got to be it. It's got to be it. And there was a couple other pieces where I was just like, I was like, ah! You know, like, you know, but, like, I don't think this movie was nearly as jokey as... As Ryan, maybe it's because I maybe didn't laugh at the jokes, but I definitely felt this movie was more serious than Ragnarok. Mm. Um, just it was a more serious story. Oh, and the other I thing, agree. The other thing I didn't like about Ragnarok is I really thought Hella was a weak ass villain, and I think Gore is such a great villain in this movie. By the way, um, yeah, hmm. uh, I forgot to say this. I'm so sorry to cut you off good, there. Good, good. Uh, Christian Bale stole the show to me. Yeah, uh, I thought, oh my god, I just thought he was spectacular, and he that was another proves, reason why I loved it. He just proves how great of an actor he really is. Anything he um, invests in, man. Yeah, he's just yeah. one of those actors that, like, he it doesn't matter the role. He could be playing, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog, and he's gonna go completely <laughs> method with that fucking role. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna win an Oscar for it. You know, what I mean, like, he's such he's such a good actor. Like, he's not Daniel Day um, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. no but but he is he's like in that class though you know what i mean like he he invests in his roles and you know i i thought he was i wanted more of him you know i hear, and I'm, I, hear I hear he killed a real god uh, in preparation i could believe that, I could believe that. Oh my, um oh um but i i'm like with you that was the first thing i said to george too because it's you know george and i both saw this on thursday Mm-hmm. It's very, very close to the same. So George saw it at three. I saw it at three fifteen, and I. One of the first things I said to him was, "I needed like, fi- like I think fifteen more minutes of this film, just I, spread I out, spread out over the two hours for a couple scenes, a little bit extra like um, breathing room for the scenes. I think would have really made this movie even better. Like it was a very fast paced film, uh, which is fine because I don't think there was a wasted moment in it, but." Um, I definitely, and it was very the same thing with like Multiverse of Madness. Like another 15 minutes, you, that, that doesn't sound like a lot. You're like, oh, what's 15 minutes? But 15 minutes to a movie that you really like is mm-hmm. like, could be like a perfect balance, you know, yep. and, and let some scenes breathe a little bit. And I, I just really feel like that um, it might, especially because you're taking the two most popular and probably best storylines from the comics for Thor ever, which is the mighty Thor where Thor uh, becomes unworthy to, to wield Mjolnir. And then, um, um, you know, Jane Foster, you know, picks up the hammer and then Gore, the God butcher. Like these are, these are massive stories that we got for Thor in literally in like a 10 year period, just in the last 10 years, both of these stories, um, you know, kind of came about and to kind of cram them in a two hour movie, I think you needed a little bit more time for both of them. Um, I think they did a really good job with, you know, doing that. Um, but they, they could have let the, the story for both of them breathe just a little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where Thor five goes. Um, Cause again, like cosmic Marvel, the gods of Marvel and stuff like that. Like you, you got me hook, line, and sinker. Like it's going to take a lot for me to be like, <laughs> no, 
like I'm even like, give me a second Eternals movie. Like, let's check it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're right. So, um, but then, you know, now you've given my initial thoughts on the film and obviously we're going to talk more about it. George, um, you go ahead and give us your, um, while we wrap, before we wrap up this first period here, um, <clears throat> go ahead and, uh, and take the rest of this time and give us your th- uh, thoughts on the movie. Well, we all know where I stand with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, I've admittedly said I didn't like it. Um, I didn't think the jokes landed the second time around. And my big issue with Ragnarok is the same issue I kind of have with Endgame and it's the, or, or Endgame Thor and Thor in this is um, I'm kind of done with dumb himbo Thor. Like in Thor 1, Thor Dark World, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Infinity War, this was a Thor who, you know, was very serious. He was knowledgeable. He knew what he had to do. And he was dead set on a goal. Like the the Thor in Infinity War, like we're after Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. you know, when he went to Valir and he, you know, built Stormbreaker and we all love him showing up in Wakanda and just screaming out, you know, give me Thanos you know, and Stormbreaker breaking through the infinity, um, like, like the beams from the power for, from the infinity stone, hitting mm. him in the chest, and just that whole like, you know, staring at Thanos in the eyes and I told you I'd make you pay for that. You know, like that, like I love that Thor. And no, that's still the best version of Thor. Don't get me yeah, wrong. I love is. that Thor, but then I go and I look at Ragnarok and I looked at this, and I saw this, I mean. It was Taika Waititi. I knew what to expect. Mm. Um, I was hoping it was, I was like, all right, all right, let me just see if this is going to be a little better than Ragnarok. And it is a little better than Ragnarok. I do, I, I do agree with the two of you on that. However, I do not hold Ragnarok as high up on the totem pole as you guys do. Mm. So I do think it's better. I think it's got the better villain. I think um, overall storyline is a little better. Not by much, because I do like the idea of Hela taking over Asgard and Surtur destroying Asgard when you know when mm-hmm. his crown is put back in the internal. I I love that. I want more mm-hmm. Surtur uh, in future. So I hope someone's listening to that. That's because you're that's because you're but a massive Clancy, Clancy Brown fan. I mean, I'm the biggest Clancy Brown fan you'll ever find. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get Mr. Krabs tattoo right on my right on my balls. <laughs> Just let everyone know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got I got I got more of like Himbo Thor in this that I got from Ragnarok. Mm. He when he's in New Asgard and he's, he's like, oh, I'll just go to the Shadow Room. Then you know he disappears with with uh, Stormbreaker and then he comes crashing back down. And I'm just like, and like I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, this shit. Like here we go again with this because it reminded me of Ragnarok when he threw the ball at the window and it bounced off and hit him in the head. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck. And it was just like little things. In, it, it's more of the Taika Waititi humor that just I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, and he put so much humor in it that I think at times from a tonal perspective, it pulled away from the tone I'm supposed to be getting from the movie. Like mm. there are times in the movie that I should feel bad for Jane Foster having cancer, which they didn't explicitly say it, but I'm going to assume it was due to her exposure to the ether. Because remember last time we saw her, she had the, the ether was in her blood. Mm. So, uh, they, they never said it, but I think that's a good assumption, though. 
they never said it, but I'm in my mind, I'm going to go with that because it would only make sense if you're exposed to Infinity Stone, you'd have some layering effects or some yeah, sort of. Like I, that would have been a good way to, to do that. That's that's my that's my thinking on that. Uh, mm. That'd be my Reddit post that I'll never put up and just comment someone else. <laughs> first. Um, but you know, because there are times where you know Thor and Jane are being serious, and then like all of a sudden he's looks over and he starts talking to Monier. And Stormbreaker starts throwing a temper tantrum because he's talking to his other his other weapon. And I'm just like, like at one point I just kind of slumped down in my seat and Amy looked over at me. She's like, you're hating every minute of this, aren't you? I was like, I'm hating most of this. <laughs> um, Christian Bale, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. This guy's got it. I mean, he, at every role, 100%. I was, I was so sold on him. I wanted to see a little more of him. To be honest, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Like I, I, mean, I, know I feel we like saw, they, we, they cut we, him we out. Got, you know, we we got that cold open. You know, that kind of showed his origins. You know, you know, he went to the god that he, or, you know, he he saw his god that he follows. It was forsaken him, and he killed him. Like I want to see him. I didn't, I didn't need to say like a slaughter fest. But I want to see him like maybe take out a couple more gods. Like 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 show me that Gore is a threat. You know, let me know that this is a guy that. Thor should be worried about, or the um, or all the gods in the omnipotent city. Like you know, show me that they're actually fearing this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the necro sword, obviously that um, poisons whoever uses it. So he didn't. He he wasn't going to be long for this world anyway. But like, show me that he's a threat. I want to see that he's a threat. Mm-hmm. I don't need. I don't want to see more of these screaming goats jumping in the screen. I was over then after the second scream. I was like, "All right, this is a joke. It's gonna get beat into the ground." Well, that's that's a good that's a that's like I said, like it's that it's that type yeah. of humor that's just like funny once or twice. It didn't bother me in the movie, but it's like, okay, it's funny once or twice. You're like, okay, they're giant goats, cool. Like I'd like a giant goat, but like like every single time, you know, it's just like still still doing this. Like this joke is still happening. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's like every it's that, time, it's that every humor. Time it's a humor I don't like. Like, a, like I'll call back to Peacemaker real fast, like the first episode when he's having that conversation with the Jander. And I looked down at my watch, and I, I remember I was watching. I was like, "This is like a six-minute conversation. Like, this isn't funny. Like, what is going on here? I'm not laughing at this James Gunn. <laughs> like, cut this out of the fucking show. Well, you, you know what I mean? Well, like, you know what though? That's that's comedy nowadays. That's just where it is. Like, if you look at any. Mm comedic movie nowadays there's always some joke that they're just dragging out yeah because that's where i mean we look at our comedy i'm sure dean i know we're used to with our comedy chris i know a lot of movies that you like we have i want to say maybe like a higher echelon of where we think comedy should be Mm -hmm. like laying on that one joke and just laying Mm -hmm. on it like a horn at you know the green light behind somebody who isn't moving it's like all right like yeah it's gone from being a little funny to you've just run out of ideas yeah and my my what i'm happy is with with this and even in ragnarok is you don't get like like uh like like tight like i've like i this is my one of my biggest problems with jojo rabbit i thought and i thought jojo rabbit was one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life i don't know how that won an oscar um but it's like it's like a a modern day humor, you know what I mean? Like it's like, like I said, it's that two thousands humor where like everybody's like rapping everything and stuff like that. It's like this wasn't funny twenty years ago. Why would I laugh at this now? You know what I mean? Because he does, he he does it. He did it in Jojo Rabbit. He did it in, um, 
he i've seen clips of what we do in the shadows um i just that's just not a show i would never i would i kind of would want to watch so um that's nothing against it's, like Tiger. That's that's okay. against Tiger yeah that's that's one of our favorite shows it's just like it's nothing against Tiger with td but like i see it i'm just like i just I, I saw a clip and i was like why is this fat vampire rapping like this is this is too like that's why i say when it's early 2000s humor it's just like it's like that humor from like uh you know Dr. Evil did it when he was just like, uh, you know, when he was rapping. I was just like, I didn't find that funny, you know, in 1999, 2000. I'm not going to find it funny in 2022. So it was, um, but there was was none of that. In Austin Powers in 1999. Then when he did it in Goldmember, I was like, oh, we're doing this again. (laughs) So, um, but that's what I meant by like, it's just like that humor. I'm just like, this isn't funny. You know what I mean? Um, So uh, let's take a quick break. And then we'll uh, come back and do like, you know, favorites, dislikes, ratings, all that you know, happy horseshit. Um, you know, any updates to our, our rankings, where, where this place is, and then we'll talk about some Star Trek and call it a night. So uh, we'll be back whenever I feel like hitting record. <laughs> uh, we're back, everybody. Um, Chris had to leave. He had uh, poopy pants. Oh um, <laughs> um, they were poopy pants from like three days ago, so they were kind of crusted. It's all good. I'm <laughs> oh, feeling you know, better. We should clarify <laughs> that, uh, you know, I I don't know if anybody, you know, all of our listener who would listen to Biggie Garagey, uh, Chris and I have mended the rift that caused Big, Biggie Garagey to um, s- cease to exist uh, since he is a J.J. Abrams apologist. Um, so that's that's why that's why it stopped. I said I couldn't. I couldn't be with somebody who was as much of a JJ cocksucker as Chris. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I meant to say at the beginning of the show, but that's funny. Uh, doesn't matter. Hey, nobody's hey, nobody's listening anyway. Sure, you didn't think of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I forgot. I was thinking the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to take a shot at Chris uh, at the beginning of the episode. I which I kind of did. I went with the the other round, just mm-hmm. not announcing him and trying to ask George how his weekend was. But, yeah. Um, you know, he spent he spent part of his weekend with me today. So yeah, but, um, <laughs> we, had a, we had a nice little trip to the Columbus South. Chris, you should have came. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Chris doesn't like us in that way. He likes. That's us not true. That's not true. How was the Columbus Mart? It was good. It was busy today. It was. It was a, was a nice really day. nice day today. Yeah, it was. I had, to, I had to park by the lake because whenever it rains, it just kind of collects in this one area of the parking lot. Oh, okay. And it was the only area that was open. I was like, Ugh, okay then. But, uh, I saw some sandwich, Chris. That would bring tears to your eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. And by t- by saw sandwich, he means his penis. And oh, by tears, oh, he means actual tears from you gagging on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh look, Chris, your eyelash fell off. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, but anyway, let's get out. Let's get back to the. Uh, let's get back to the film here. Um, but, uh, um, send them all discombobulated now. But um, anyway, back to the movie. Yeah, meanwhile, um, back at the Legion of Doom. Yeah, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong comic book stores. Whenever you get Legion of Doom in movies, um, we're, we're too we're too busy getting fucking Helen Mirren and as a villain. Um, so, oh, excuse me. Uh, where do we live? George had just given his his thoughts. Um, so, all right, let's, let's do some of the, our likes of the film. Um, George, since you hated the movie, um, give us, give us a couple of things you actually liked besides Gordon Gobbo, which you already said that. 
aside from Gore the God Butcher, um, I did like that Thor was a little serious at times. Like there was something there, like you know, there was, you know, a purpose to him, you know, going after Gore to obviously keep himself safe, keep Jane safe, keep the Asgardians safe. There was a purpose to him. Uh, I I cracked up like like as a like a doofus when I saw Mick wearing the uh, wearing like the pantsuit, mm-hmm. like while he was uh, like writing on the board. I'm mm-hmm. just like, what the hell? Like it was just I I I, I enjoyed that. Um, Korg didn't ignore me as much in this as he did in Ragnarok. Although oh, I, I was kind of all over his descriptions and when he was telling the stories, I was like, "Ah, here we go again." But uh, obviously, Gore the God. I, I enjoyed the entire final fight hmm. and, and everything on the uh, Shadow Planet because I liked how that was. That shot. was great. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Good. That had some. That had some feelings of uh, of Sin City behind it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, George Miller directing a Marvel movie, awesome. Like everything just completely drained of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it, that a lot. I say you give George Miller a Ghost Rider. Let, let him see what he can mm. do. Oh man, it's a good idea. Oh man, oh man, that'd be that would be fantastic. I think it just, I think it just made you guys twitch a little. Mm, I did <laughs> for sure in the in the nether regions. Uh, Chris, you're next. Um, yeah, like what I loved about the movie. Um, yeah, just give, give us some things you you enjoyed about it, like overall, like some of your favorite parts. Um, okay, so I really enjoyed, so what really made me laugh um, was any time he would talk to the hammer or talk about the hammer, you see his axe just like slowly entering mm-hmm. the screen, or like certain like things that were going like I guess when they were on the the boat and he was talking like to the hammer and (laughs) out in the front of the boat (laughs) Mm. the axe like would like explode to make sure like he directs his attention back to the axe um to me I thought that was just hilarious like those little subtleties like there was a scene where he had just gotten done talking to the hammer and like you slowly see the axe coming into the screen next to his head um I just loved any of those scenes. Uh, I love the battle that they had um, on that on the uh, the dark planet with 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 Gore. So I thought um, that was great. Uh, anything, um, anytime I saw, um, anytime I saw Gore enter a screen like with his hood on to where you could only see his eyes, mm-hmm. I thought that was just a every time he showed up on a screen like that, I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. badass. Um, I thought Valkyrie was great in this movie too. I thought she kind of deserved some more, um, you know, uh, more dialogue. I thought she was really good. I liked um, her in this more than I liked her in um, yeah. in Ragnarok. I, I didn't I agree. hate her in Ragnarok, but if she was very tropey, like oh, like it's you know, um, um, I, I feel like that's like the way they they try to make women cool in movies is to make them like a drunk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's yeah. a trope that I've seen in many movies and it just doesn't work for me, but they actually mm-hmm. gave her, I mean, she's a badass in the film, um, but they like actually gave her kind of some depth in this movie, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated, really appreciated yeah. the, yep. her, her growth of a character. Um, so, and I, uh, and I know yeah. George didn't like this at all, but I really did love the interaction between Thor and Zeus. 
I I, I laughed I laughed hysterically at um at, at those scenes. I thought Russell Crowe one that man is fat. Two. Oh. Back. I thought I was looking at me on the screen. I was like, oh, look, I'm Zeus all of a sudden. Oh, my God. He, you look way is, better than him. He is 60. Yeah, I mean, Arnold I mean, but Sylvester Stallone's 76. True. I will say, I, I know for a while he was actually, like, into powerlifting, too. So, um, that could powerlifting be cheesesteaks. Yeah, no, he, a few, year, a few years ago, he's putting up, I remember him putting up on his Instagram, he was like deadlifting like 500 pounds and he was a pretty, he was like, obviously had more muscle. He probably was like, fuck it. I'm 60. I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? He still was phenomenal. He was still great. Yeah. I I mean, I definitely thought the same thing too. Like, I mean, Russell Crowe, you were Maximus dude. Like you were jacked and gladiator. I know gladiator was 22 years ago, but. (laughs) He went from Maximus to Maximum. (laughs) (laughs) He he went to Maximus to supersize. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Super Maximus. Yeah. Chris, I told Dean this. Um, I was like, if they were going to go with a jokey Zeus, then they should just got Arnold from those BMW commercials during the Super Bowl. You know what's funny? I remember when you said that, and I was like, you know what? After seeing the movie, and that would have been phenomenal to see. Yeah. Mm. Um, it would have been really cool to see Arnold in that spot. Yeah. I thought Russell Crowe was great in it, though. I let him bolt. Um, <laughs> the only thing I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I love that scene too. Like that whole, that whole part on. Um, um, God, omnipotent what, city. Um, city was I thought was one of the best parts of the movie, the whole thing. Um, and again, we're dealing with you know the gods of the MC, you know, of Marvel cosmic entities. So I mean, I'm I'm like salving at the mouth of this, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I the only thing I didn't like about it was when um he goes to walk down the steps and he lifts up his skirt like he, you know, and I was just like, like I, I, I kind of. I chuckled at it, but I was just like, like I, I would have liked him to have been a little bit more intimidating. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but also still kind of goofy at the same time. You know, as they talk about the orgies and stuff like that. Like, um, but like I maybe if that was more like on a second viewing. I was like, yes, and I didn't need that. You know, I, mean? I would have rather him been a little bit more mm-hmm. intimidating. Kind of when he was like in the in the in the post credit scene, and we'll get to that in a minute. When he he seemed very serious in that post credit scene. Like, all right. I'm yeah. sending Hercules to go fuck him up now. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, Thank but, God it um, wasn't Dwayne. That's a movie, though. That's actually, hmm. I think that's that's his best movie. Hmm. <laughs> at least, at least it wasn't gonna be Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah. Um, that 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 Hercules Rock movie is actually pretty good. Um, it's one of the few movies he isn't playing himself. Um, right. You know. Yeah. To, Calling people cocksuckers and and San Francisco, San Francisco cocksuckers and guns, um, but um, I yeah I love everything in, um, with Zeus and and Thor. Um, yeah, I I I love every time Thor and Gore fought each other. I thought it was great, and I it disappointed me because I really really and it's it's just an aesthetic choice. I really like the suit that Thor was wearing before he saw jane you know what i mean like when he, yeah. he flashes into the golden blue that like black he was wearing with like the fur on his yep. shoulders i thought that was really badass looking Me too. and i yeah. wanted more i wanted him in that more mm-hmm. um like i feel like that should have been what he was wearing when they got back on the ship you know um instead of him like touching stormbreaker and his suit comes back the same suit he should have just put that suit the older suit back on 
or just a different suit like a more like a blacker suit like mm-hmm. i i liked the blue and gold suit i thought it was very cool looking but i preferred this the subtle just like viking armor type suit he was wearing i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. um um i liked the i like the chemistry between thor and jane foster in this a lot like i said mm-hmm. i think it was the best they've had of the three movies they were in i like their flashbacks too that was that was because she did like you know Natalie Portman kind of had a falling out with the you know the you know Feige and stuff like that so that they were pretty much not planning to bring her back yeah so it was it was kind of nice for them to honor that like phase one phase two relationship between the two of them yeah. and um you know and it just kind of um it kind of plays into the 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 fact that Thor really just cannot win you know what yeah. I mean. Yep. Like he's lost, he's lost everybody he's loved, which, um, uh, and you know, I, you know, we'll talk a little about what we would want to hope out of Thor five too. Um, but I, I think Thor five needs to be a movie where Thor has to be like something majorly good has to happen to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I listen, I don't, outside of a couple of nitpicks here and there, I don't really have a, a part of the movie that I dislike. I I, I couldn't believe not I couldn't believe it, but I I just was really happy that I I walked out of this theater like loving this film. You know what I mean? Like again, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the shill of the MCU. This group, I will eat everything that they give me, good or bad. Um, give me more. That's all I want. Um, you know. So, um, but Chris, was there anything about the movie you didn't like? <sighs> Besides, like, it maybe being too short. Like, was there anything Besides, you were kind of like, I could have did without that, you know? Man, I'm being really serious here. I know. Mm. That's why he said in the beginning, what, what got me is that start to finish, man, I loved it. I just did. Um, I guess I could have done – okay, I take that back. The only thing I could have done without is the stupid tattoos that were on the back of Thor that was on mm. Thor's uh, back when they – stripped yeah, the naked like, and i'm like that's yeah, I, that's yeah. that's hokey bullshit i don't i could have done without that but yeah i agree to that other than that it's no yeah. i thought it was i thought it was great um i mean i, I guess you know i said i just, just a couple jokes here and there that i i, I was probably like ah you know i just wasn't that funny um you know um i could have did without um nothing nothing major though um you know uh George, I know you have plenty, so give me like two things you could have done without. <laughs> I mean, I'll just kind of give you a lump, uh, like the major lump points I had. To, like the, okay. the main issue, like I said, I um, was the the sometimes in the movie, like how at one point it would go from you know serious, heart wrenching, right to joke. Like mm-hmm. I could have kind of done without that like give me one subtle tone maybe like lean into a joke don't go mm-hmm. straight from one medium right to the other mm-hmm. um, and also and, and leaning on the too hard like you know with the goats the kind mm-hmm. of like that. also the the conversation that he had with Heimdall's son mm-hmm. that went on a little too long involving the name it's like, well, oh, yeah, yeah. No, change to Axel no, no. I'm like alright like just yeah, get to the it's... point Stuff like that, like I, I that's when I yeah. talk about like 
stuff that goes on too long. It's okay. I don't need like 30 seconds of this joke. Cut it to 15. You know what I mean? You know, and I'm, I, I agree with you. Know, I was also trying to think of the reasoning why Gore kidnapped the children of Asgard. Mm. Um, he, I, I feel like he, he, like he had four dead to rights yeah. with the Necrosword. And so he really didn't need to bring Thor to his, you know, to, to his field. He could have just went back into Asgard and killed Thor easily. Mm. Um, but I, I guess it, I get it. it gives it, it gives Thor maybe a little bit more of a reason. It gives Valkyrie a reason to join the fight because mm. she's trying to defend her people in Asgard. I, I understand that to a point, but from uh, just more point of view, it's like yes, go kill some more gods, and Thor will eventually mm. come to you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I always just, I always just assumed it was just like he, he knew if he kid at the kids, he could get Thor to come to him. Like it's just easier to get Thor there, and then he could get Stormbreaker from him. I mean, his plan worked. If you think about it. Uh, I, I also one of the, another thing I do like. Um, as I like how Natalie Portman once again avoided raising a child by dying uh, before she gets a chance to. <laughs> Just like she yeah. did in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, your child won't be alone and then she dies. You should look there and been like, the fuck? <laughs> I gotta do this yeah. by myself now? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, but That's so, um... Um, so George, give me your rating out of 10. My rating, uh, I think I'm still sitting at a six. Okay. To be fair, I also have Ragnarok at like a four. Okay. That's actually hot. I thought you had, I would thought you have Ragnarok lower than that. Hmm. No, um, no, I mean. <clears throat> is it a four because of Golem? No, we lost George for the, you know, he's, he's been kind of stuttering in and out, so. Um, so, but Chris, go ahead and I, I'm, I'm assuming yours is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, if I can't go any higher, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 because I gave Ragnarok also to me as a 10 out of 10. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I gave it a nine originally when I first saw it, but after my second viewing, I'm going to give it a 10. Mm, um, awesome. I just, yeah, I just, after my second viewing, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I love this fucking movie. Uh, it's, it's everything. It's almost everything I wanted from it. Um, you know, I, I, nothing I would change is substantial in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, like I would just add to the film. I wouldn't be like, that's got to go. That's got, I would just say like, I would like a little bit more, you know? So, um, you know, so yeah, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 10. I, 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 I really, really, really loved it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, just, so I, I just got a more serious tone from the word. Like that was another issue of Ragnarok, you know, I, he was a little too jokey at times and like, like no this is he was more serious in this movie he was a little bit more badass in this movie so like I think you know we're going to get more of this in, in Thor 5 so um, but um, speaking of Thor 5 we got two uh, post credit scenes uh, one were the introduction of Hercules which mm-hmm. got, get, that gets me pretty hyped Um you know, so that should be pretty good for Thor 5. And then the other one was the, you know, Jane Foster arriving at Valhalla. Um, I'm surprised they went with Heimdall because in the comics, when she dies, she meets Odin at Valhalla. Maybe Anthony Hopkins couldn't 
do it. You know, I, I know because they filmed this during COVID. So he probably was just like, I ain't going anywhere. You know what I mean? So uh, that is probably why they went with Heimdall because, you know, that's a pretty, that was a pretty, pretty big piece in the comics mm-hmm. when, when she actually finally died and she meets, she meets Odin because Odin hated her. Um, I mean, that see, that's another thing too. Odin was very, remember he was kind of questionable about her in, in Thor 1 and a little, in, well, in Thor 2 actually, at, you know what I mean? So that would have been like, you know, um, kind of cool to see them together. But uh, I would like to see in Thor 5 because, I mean, I would assume we would probably get more than a fifth film. I really would like to see Thor finally become the king of Asgard. Mm-hmm. Like that's that where I really, I really think his character needs to get to that point where he realizes that his destiny and where he belongs is the king of Asgard. Like he, the real king of Asgard, not you know, not like what, what you know, no disrespect to Valkyrie, but but that's always been Thor's. And, and listen, I know the MCU is different from the comics, but Thor's destiny in the comics is always that he becomes the king of Asgard. Yes. He always becomes the king, and he's the king of Asgard in currently in the comics. So on uh, Donnie Cates run. So like, I think that needs to get to a point where he just realizes that this, that is his, it's his, it's his birthright to, yeah. to lead the people of, of Asgard. It's um, his density. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> destiny. So it all um, comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a little curious to where they're going to go with him and Gore's kid. Uh, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work, um, but Hey, whatever I'm here for. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want out of Thor five, real quick? I mean, I'm with you. I want him to claim his rightful place um, as a king of Asgard. I think that's. I think it's going to head that way. I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine what Thor five is going to be about, um, or where they're head. I guess what they're headed here is with Zeus and and Ooh. Hercules. So I wonder if that's going to seal the deal for Thor. But I do have a feeling though as Ragnarok and Love and Thunder was more on a, on a comedy side, I have a feeling Thor 5 is going to be darker and more serious. I kind of feel like it might be too. Yeah. Because um, again, I, I personally feel like Love and Thunder was more serious than Ragnarok. So mm-hmm. I think they are kind of getting to a more serious story. And I think a Thor versus Hercules story, um, I mean – you know, they've been adversaries and allies in the comics. So if they follow the com if they do follow the comics, I mean neither one of them are gonna die. They're right. just gonna be- they're gonna become very good allies. So um that's probably where they're gonna be headed. George, where would you like to see it go real quick? Uh I want to see it go a little more serious too. Mm. I want this like like I've said before, I want the same Thor I got in Infinity War. Like mm. I want that Thor, you know. Mm. Like maybe Hercules shows up on uh on New Asgard and maybe Ah, we lost. We lost George again. <laughs> we lost George again. So uh, it sucks. Um, but you know we'll what? Hey, while we, while we're waiting for him to get him back, let me. Uh, boy, this was tough. I'm gonna run down my MC rankings real fast. Um, okay. Because I actually, I actually oh, really, shit. I, I kind of did. It wasn't just like one through ten. Well, five through whatever that I kind of did. So, uh, I'm gonna run them off real fast. Everybody, twenty nine to one. Descending order. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Widow, Age of Ultron, Ant Man, The Wasp, Captain Marvel, Spider Man, No Way Home, Thor, Dark World, Ant Man, Civil War, Eternals, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2. Then that changed. That's the same. So 
get to 18, this is where things started to kind of change as I really started to sit. And plus, I watched a couple of these films too. So 18, I got Black Panther that dropped down one. Incredible Hulk went to 17. Spider-Man No Way Home went up to 16. Avengers 15. Doctor Strange 14, the first one. Shang-Chi 13. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is 12. Captain America, the first Avengers 11. Uh, 10 is Thor. 9 is Thor Ragnarok. 8 is No Way Home. Um, Avengers Endgame is 7. And Thor Love and Thunder, I'm right now I'm slotting in at number 6. Um, so this is the first movie um, since... Um, this is the first movie to push Endgame out. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, Endgame was at six for since it came out. Uh, and then, you know, Guardians, if Andy were the Winter Soldier, Guardians won, and Iron Man rounds out my... Like, those top... It's going to be impossible to, to break that top four, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean... And probably that top five. I, I, I could... It's going to be impossible to get into that top five, probably, but... Uh, Chris, where does this obviously slots in number one? Did your uh, did your rest of your rankings change at all? So um, my rankings as of right now stand at uh, let's see, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder's number one, Guardians two, Iron Man three, Ragnarok four, uh, No Way Home five, and then it rounds out the top ten with Do- uh, Doctor Strange six, Homecoming seven, Infinity War eight. Iron Man 3, 9, and then uh, the first um, Avengers, number 10. I have a question for you. Have you not seen Endgame? I have seen Endgame. Is it not on your list? It's on my list. I hate the ending, so I don't rank it high. Oh, because was it just out of the screenshot when you sent it to us? Yes. Let me see. Oh, okay. It should be. I, yeah. I was looking at it going, God, did he not see Endgame? No, it's on there. I got to go find where it's at. Um. But yeah, I hate the ending, so I, I drop it very low. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, They're wrong. George, I, it's just um, weird with that stuff. What about yes. the ending? I hate it. I think the wrong person died. I wish Captain America would have gotten killed. Oh, yeah. I, w- okay. I just I just rather... I hate when my favorite people die, and Iron Man's hmm. one of my favorites. Well, and I, just, when... I hate that he had to be the one to take it. When, when I feel like Captain probably... America was just such a weasel the last like three movies. When 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 Robert Downey Jr. makes that much money in, per movie, they have to kill him off. Because <laughs> he, That's I think true. he was, get, I think he was getting like thirty mil a movie, because uh, he was trying to walk away for a while, <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 more money. So yeah, uh, George. So um, what about you, where's the slot? Did anything major change in yours? No major changes. My top ten still remains what it was um, okay. when we did Doctor Strange too. Okay. Where does this slot for you in terms of placement? This. Oh, we lost him again. Mother oh my fudger, God. man. Lost yeah, him he's again. so right. yeah, he's, he's done. done. He's out of here. Oh, why is he taking his pants off? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> George, put your pants back on. Um, you back? I don't even care. Just end the fucking episode. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> You you threw your headset away. I was like, oh, now he's taking his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you you were saying where where does this slot for you? Probably, like, obviously does not. It matter. I'm just gonna cut out again when I go to talk. You're good now. <laughs> yeah, you're good now. If I'm thinking, it's probably like maybe 17, 18, okay. probably in there. It's okay. in the lower half, but still in the middle. Okay. 
Um, keep in mind, I still haven't seen Black Widow or Eternals. Yeah, well, just put just, just put Black Widow at the end. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I from from what I read, Not there's good. nothing there's nothing positive I'm expecting. And, and I have been railing against that movie for an entire year. Um, yeah. So, uh, everybody, that's Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, you know, hope you enjoyed that review. Uh, let's take the last few minutes of the show. I mean, the, the timer hasn't come up yet, so we'll just for the rest of the rest of the thing. Let's um, switch over to Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, George and I did review. We will be discussed episodes one through five. So let's um, let's let's finish up and talk six through ten. And then, Chris, you weren't here for that first part. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can kind of give us your overview of the whole series. Um, you know, at the end. So. Um, I, I thought the second half of the season was, like, really strong. Um, Very strong. Yeah, Truly. especially the Truly. last episode. I thought the last episode might have been the best of the series. Um, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought it was fantastic, um, especially yep. because when they go to the future, um, or, like, when Pike goes to the future, when he's tra- tra- teleporter, he's teleporting into a four, a episode, uh, an episode from the original series the first meeting of the, of the Romulans. So that's a pretty big, um, that's, you know, that was a pretty big thing on, on, you know, in Star Trek lore was the first meeting, of, uh, you know, the meeting of the Romulans. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I also think that was really, was really cool. And it does bum me out because I really don't want to, I like Anson Mount so much as Pike. I don't want to see him get the fate that Pike does get in terms of, the, you know, in Star Wars, Star Trek lore. Um, so, like, to as, see him but as, kind but of, But as like, we saw, he, he has to get that, otherwise it happens to Spock. That's what, yeah. that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, like you, you, ha- you have to accept, set, accept his fate, which really sucks, because I think Anson Mount is a great Christopher Pike. Um, yeah. So, uh, George, your thoughts on the second half of the season? I thought it was really strong. Yeah. Um, I loved every episode of that, of, of that last half. I was in, like, every Thursday. I'm yeah. in. Like yeah, I, I, I would get I, home from work and I'd pop it on immediately. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Pike is just fantastic. I really enjoyed the episode, um, the penultimate episode, even though Hemmer died. Yeah. But it was um, it was necessary because Hemmer going down means that we're probably going to get Scotty. Yeah. On the Enterprise, mm-hmm. but I also don't think Hemmer's dead either. Because um, the planet that they were on was like his home world, and the Gore do not survive in cold weather. So maybe mm. that was his plan. Maybe he's just laying somewhere. The Gore came out of him and then died from the cold, and then you know he'll be found and patched up. So that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Um, the 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 actor that plays in Bruce Horak, he said he's not done. So mm. his, so that's he's going to come back, but maybe, maybe not as Hammer, maybe as his brother. I don't know. Pemmer, Pemmer with a mustache. <laughs> um, Chris, your thoughts? Love the last, the last like four episodes were really spectacular. I thought they really found their groove there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Anson Mount is just incredible as yeah. Captain Christopher Pike, and uh, I, I look. I know there's been a lot of discussion regarding. Um, uh, Captain Kirk and I and I've been seeing a lot online too uh, with a couple of groups that I follow with Star Trek 
uh, which I will be leaving very soon because it's ridiculous. As but will, as will I. I, I, yeah. I, I was telling Dean the one day, Chris, I wish I never accepted your invite to join that one group because yeah, it's it's been nothing but negative. Yeah, I mean, people really enjoyed the dialogue of um, of Kirk, but I they kind of agreed with me too, right? He just looks like very weak and. Um, nothing against the actor who played him. He did a great job for that last episode was so damn epic and he was tremendous as Captain Kirk. So um, I don't know where they're going uh, with this in season two, um, but I'm, I'm here for it, man. I thought the show overall, I give a nine out of 10 for the, the, the season as a whole. Um, I'm hoping that we're not seeing the last really of, of, of Pike because in the original Star Wars, or Star Trek, I'm sorry. And the original Star Trek, like Pike is only around very, very short amount of time. He's um, in one up. Ep- he's in he's two in, episodes. Yeah, like two episodes. It's so it, it's and it's the menagerie. It's it's the whole um uh you know the fallout of when um um because he, he had the radiation poisoning. Yeah. Um, so because, uh, the pilot's not even that the pilot's not even an official show of the cage. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I mean, and I thought I thought Pike was awful in the Abrams movies. I, I thought it was a joke, like most, yeah. like most of those are. But like, <laughs> yeah, he's so good. Like, I want more him. Not only do I want more him as Pike, I want more him as Black Bolt too. I think he's, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so like, but he's just he is still he. I want more of him in the show too. Like. Yeah, I want more sense. I mean, he's the captain of the Enterprise. Yeah, like it's great to get your, you know, the side the side characters characters to get their moment in the sun. But like, I want more of Christopher Pike. You yeah, know and I mean? so I love Ethan Peck too. I think yeah. his Spock is spot on, dude. Yeah, like spot on. And I really just want that relationship between them two to grow exponentially into season mm-hmm. two. Um, but. This show has really brought such a passion for Star Trek back for me. And, yeah, you know, same. kudos to Paramount Plus for going all out with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really happy that they did that. Well, they had they, to because yeah. they, the other, you know, Discovery had, was not well-liked, is not well-liked yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and Picard is not well-liked either. And um, Chris, I know you like Star Trek or not. I, mean, I don't hate the movie, but like those movies were not well-received. I think it's good. Um, it's not great. I'm just joking. Um, I think it's good. Um, it's not, it's like, to me, it's like The Force Awakens. It's a solid movie. Like, yeah, you know, that's a great comparison. Yeah. Um, but like those, none of those movies at, from Star Trek fans were really well received. So like mm-hmm. Star Trek and like, you got a guy like me who I haven't really liked anything from Star Trek since like first contact. So you're mm-hmm. talking like 20 some years since I actually was like, I love something from Star Trek. Like, yep. I don't hate, I don't hate Insurrection Nemesis, but they're nowhere near as good as the first two movies of that, that quadrilogy. So, mm-hmm. um, so the, to it and it just it just awoke a a sleeping beast in me that just loves Star Trek so much. I'm so happy that like I asked for your login information, George, because that's what it was. I was like, yeah, um, we, we talked we talked about it a couple of days prior. Like, hey, Strange New Worlds actually looks pretty good. Yeah. And then I just sat down and watched it one day, and I just remember being blown away with that first episode. And man, I'm happy. Absolutely. So, you text me immediately afterwards. You're like, you're like, Stranger Worlds is amazing. Watch it now. Yeah. And like, yeah, I so. like that thing. I went home and turned. I was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. It's I, a point. It's appointment television for us. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like for someone like me who's not, uh, I, I, don't, I don't like the original series. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I never got into it. It's not for mm-hmm. me. I, I'm more of a next generation, Deep Space Nine kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I love this. Like, this, like, like, this is what I want. I want adventures yeah. per different adventures. I don't want mm-hmm. one overarching story. I mean, obviously, we know Pike with his fate is the big overarching story, but it's not like there are episodes where you don't even think about it. Like, like nobody brings it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, like, I'm so, I, is for, for me, this feels like Star Trek. I agree. It does. Ow, it does. Uh, every I'm every sure, single I'm episode. Sure everyone in that damn Stranger Worlds group on Facebook will disagree with me and call me a fake fan and fuck them, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You, your opinions don't matter to me. Agreed. Just the mm-hmm. people I'm talking to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all we all love as you said, Chris, this appointment TV. And we haven't had appointment TV in a long, nope. long time. Nope, we haven't. I agree. Um well, I mean, I, I tune into the MCU every week, but uh, you know, and the Star Star Wars shows, but I didn't feel it's been like since Mando season two, which was two years ago. Yeah, you're right. You know Mando so, was appointment television. Yeah, so um, that I just needed to watch every episode yeah. or I felt, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, this is where I'm at with that. So I mm-hmm. also give the season like a nine out of 10, um, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it was, de- it was near perfection. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I think, I think it's only going to get better. I'm, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry, George out of 10 for you. <laughs> uh, nine out of 10. The only thing, yeah. the, the only thing I didn't like was when, uh, was when Spock into praying change bodies. Mm. Yeah. Cause that- because then that because that because that made me feel like I was watching something on TGIF. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh no, like Sabrina's aunts change bodies and Sabrina changed bodies with Libby and now I see more <laughs> date with her. <laughs> so, um, but that's hey, that's strange new worlds, everybody. Uh, Chris will be coming back next week for the Dark Knight Rises to finish yeah. out the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be that it's the tenth anniversary of that movie. Um, I think I think the tenth anniversary is Friday, the actual date. Uh, yeah, it's somewhere around there. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna review that uh, next week and beginning of next week, somewhere around there, like we usually do. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be back for that, and then um, hey, we got some more good movies coming up this summer. Chris, thanks for being on with us today. Um, a lot of fun. Thank you, uh, George. I'm I'm coming up on Tuesday, so I'll see you then. But uh, and I'll talk to you guys in the group chat. Uh, thanks All for right. listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week for the Dark Knight Rises. See I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm Chris. Rogers. That's you don't talk. That's Chris DeFrancisco. Drink coffee. He's drinking smart water, but it's smart coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the